no matter what I'm going through, I still say you are. You are is there anybody convinced that God is everything that you need here? Just say you are. Uh, I'm going to do something very briefly and quickly. I'm going to preach uh, expeditiously. I'm going to do something a little uh, uh, unceremoniously. I'm going to break every homiletical law that there is. I am not going to be a prolific pontificator today. I'm just going to be talking. I'm just going to talk. Amen. And uh, I'm going to be reading from, you may be seated, I'm going to be reading from the book of Acts, the 27th chapter, but there's not going to be any specific rhyme or reason behind the verbiage and the verses that I, that I use. I'm not going to go systematically. I'm, I'm just going to speak extemporaneously, if you don't mind, if you don't mind. And, and I, want to, I, want to, I want to use for a theme today, and I don't usually use themes, and I don't think you're going to hear <laughs> out of me at all today. Amen. I, I don't believe that you're going to hear that today. Amen. So I, I, I'll wait till next week when Pastor Charles will take it there. But I'm, I'm going <laughs> But by way of a theme today, it is simple. I want you to look at somebody next to you, and I know that you hate doing that, but we're Kojic and we're used to it. I want you to look at somebody next to you that you may or may not know and simply say three words. Say, I'll get there. But I want you to mean it this time. I want you to look at the, at the other person on the other side of you. And I want you to mean it. I want you to be determined. I want you to be confident. No matter what you've been through in your past, no matter how many problems you've had to overcome, no matter what leaps you had to hurdle over, I want you to look at that person on the other side and say, hey, 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 I'm talking to you. I'll get there. Now, if you believe it, shout, shout. If you believe it, just shout, shout. Somebody say, I'll get there. 
I'll get there on some on boards and some on broken pieces of the ship. And so it was that they all escaped safely to land. Some on boards and some on broken pieces and some swimming, but the objective was to get to your place of purpose. I want you to know that this is a journey. Life is not just merely a day-to-day -day walk, but it is a little literal journey. It is a long-term, long-haul journey. Life is filled with different variances and vicissitudes that cause us to stand back sometimes and scratch our head in bewilderment, wondering how did we get here? We didn't sign up for this. Some of the things that we've had to go through have been quite interesting. And the one thing that we are not accustomed to is change. Hallelujah. The one thing that we resist and fight is change. And if we were left to our own others, if we were left to our own desires, we would stay in the comfortable place of conformity. We would stay in the comfortable place of yesterday. We would remain in the comfortable place of how it used to be. When we don't understand that God has given us this time, he's allowed that time to be fulfilled so that we can move on into the future. I don't hear anybody here. Every one of us have a past. Every one of us have enjoyed life to a certain degree. But the thing is, we can't stay. We can't stay where we were. I, I hear resistance over here. We can't stay where we were. God is progressive. God moves forward. Pastor Wynan said, I never want to be where God was. I want to be where God is. And in order to be where God is, you've got to move when God moves. Hallelujah. Every promise that God gave us is futuristic. Every vision that God showed us is futuristic. And our job is to prepare ourselves for the journey going into our purpose. Amen. Somebody say, I'll get there. As I told you, Paul is on a boat and he's being taken to Italy because he's got a date with Caesar. God has preordained that he would minister to Caesar and he must get there. And on this boat that is sent into the sea, it is sent in and thinking themselves prepared for the journey, they launch out, but they didn't take heed to the man of God on the boat. Hallelujah who told them it's not time to take this journey. Because during this time of the year, there are some clim climatic disturbances. There are some things that are happening in the Mediterranean. Hallelujah. And sure enough, as, as they continued on, they ran into a, into a windstorm. They ran, I think it's about verse 4. Let, let, take me to verse 4. I told you I'm breaking every homiletical law that there is. Y'all pray for me. When they had put to sea from where they were, we sailed under the shelter of Cyprus because the wind started to pick up and they became contrary. You can set off and set off in a fair and wonderful weathered environment. 
and just push off of shore and not realize that you're about to go into a storm. That's life. Just when things seem like they're going really well, you keep on sailing and you're going to run headlong into some contrary winds. Am I talking to anybody here? You're going to run on into some contrary winds. And then about verse 8, we see that there is a problem that's come about. Passing by Crete with difficulty, we came to a place called Fair Haven near the sea. We, we came to a place that was known to be beautiful, a port that was known to be calm, a place that was known to have peace. We came to a place expecting this fair haven, but when we got there, something shifted. And we found ourselves in a precarious situation. Verse 13 and verse 14 tells us that we found ourselves in a precarious situation. When the south wind blew softly, we thought that we had obtained the desired weather. Putting out to sea, they sailed close to Crete, uh, but not long after. A tempestuous, a tempestuous wind, headwind arose called Eurachlodon. Now let me explain to you, Eurachlodon is a tornadic windstorm that happens in the Mediterranean. It is a Mediterranean windstorm that happens and it becomes quite violent quite quickly. And so they thought because they started off with comfortable winds that they were in good, they were in good standing, but they didn't realize that they were running right in to one of the worst storms of the season. Although you may have gotten past certain things in your past and you may have gotten to this place where you feel comfortable, I got news for you. You're going to run into one of the most tempestuous storms of your season. I know that's not a good message that doesn't make you feel good I know that preachers are usually telling you some good fair things but the truth of the matter is there's a storm on the ocean whenever there's change there's a storm on the ocean whenever God starts to shift things there's a storm on the ocean whenever there's a transition you're going to have a problem who am I talking to in this room you're going to have a problem. But as they continued on into this, this, this tornadic windstorm, they went days on top of days in the middle of a storm that they could not seem to get out of. And by the seventh day, Paul opens up his mouth. He finally sits for seven days and then he finally opens up his mouth. Verse 21 says, but after long abstinence from, from, from food, when, they had, when Paul stood in the midst of them, he said, men, you should have listened to me and not have sailed from Crete and incurred this disaster and loss. Come on, keep going, next verse. And now I urge you to take heart. Wait, to take heart. 
most damaging storm, I urge you to take heart, for there will be no loss of life among you. But only things going to be lost is the ship. If you stay in the boat, you won't suffer loss of life. Uh, I'm trying to get through this thing. Let me take the edge off of this. And as they continued to talk, as they continued to talk, and as they found themselves in the storm for 14 days, it was not a short storm. They're in the middle of the Mediterranean, and for 14 days, they are struggling with this boat. They have thrown food overboard and thrown cargo overboard, and they're sitting in the middle of, of a maelstrom, and they can't seem to get out. Oh, Baranda. And then some of the men went and found the lifeboats and started to lower the lifeboats down into the storm. And Paul ran and said, no, 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 he told the captain. He said, tell those men that they can't jump ship right now. That if they leave the ship, they cannot be saved. God promised safety to those who remained on the ship. I think I'm talking to somebody here. It's not the time to jump ship right now when there's a change happening. It's not the time to jump ship right now in the middle of a transition. Oh, you got to remain on the boat because God made a promise to those on the boat. Am I talking about anybody in this room? God made a promise to those who will stay on the ship. It's not going to be an easy ride. But stay on the ship. It's not going to be a comfortable situation. But stay on the ship. It's too easy to jump. It's too easy to leap off. But if you leap off, you'll be leaping off into the storm itself. But while you're on the boat, you've got the promise of protection from God. Am I talking to somebody? Look at your neighbor say, stay on the ship, stay on the ship. If they don't want to look at you, say, hey, hey, I'm talking to you. Stay on the ship. Some people, if you read the final two verses that I read, they were told after they got into a place where the boat ran into rocks. The command Paul and the captain gave was for those of you that know how to swim, jump off right now and swim to shore. But for those of you that don't know how to swim, stay on the boat and hold on because you're going to get there. You're going to get there if you got to come in on planks. You're going to get there. But the bottom line is not how you get there, but that you do get there. Let me, let me close, let me close. Some people, some people are able to, to handle storms because they've been through enough of them. 
Some people have had to handle some rocky and turbulent winds and, and some crashing waves. Some of us have gone through enough in time that we are professional at handling storms and coming out all right. There are some of us that have been through things that would have killed other people, but we made it through all right. Look at somebody say, I know how to swim. <laughs> some, some people can handle their storms and they've got, the, they've got the fortitude, the tenacity, they've got the experience, they've got the faith. They know how to deal with rocky weather. And they won't let a storm hinder them from reaching their destination. As a matter of fact, some of us are really ready for the storm because we've learned from Jesus how to speak two words, three words, peace, be still. We can handle our situation. Hallelujah. We can walk on the wall if he gives us the word. We can handle our situation. Yeah, yeah, some of us are ready because we've been on this journey long enough. Some people are able to handle their storms. Some people are able to weather their storms. They're not new to these rocky waters of life. Hallelujah. They've learned how to swim. Look at somebody say, I can swim. And they made it through their storm strongly. They can jump out of their wrecked life, their wrecked relationship, their wrecked health report. They can jump out of their wrecked mentality, their wrecked fears. They can jump out of their wrecked insecurities. They know how to jump out of that situation. Hallelujah. Jump out of their wrecked ship of life and swim through their waters to get to their destination. Some people are strong enough to handle their storms. While there are others who are in waters and situations that they don't know how to navigate through. There are other people that may not be as strong as that swimmer. There are other people that may be going through something that they've never gone through before in their lives. And, and they stay on the boat as, as it's tossed. They stay on the boat as it's driven. They stay on the boat as it's damaged. Never having swam through this situation before. Never having swam the waters of divorce before. Never having swam the waters of the diagnosis of cancer or whatever the disease is that the doctors pronounced over you. Never having swam through the domestic abuse before. Never having swam through the situations with your family before. Never having swam in those waters of poverty before. Never having swam. And you don't know how. You don't know how to handle it. And you're crying, Lord, what shall I do? I don't hear anybody here. Never having swam through homelessness before. Never having swam through emotional upheavals before. Never having swam through loneliness before. Or widowedom before. I'm trying to talk to somebody who's in some uncharted waters. Anybody here and ever gone to the place of uncharted waters? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you didn't know how to swim through those situations. Never had, this, had, had the problem of swimming through conflict, loss of family members and relationships and fears. Hallelujah. Never having swam through financial lack before. 
never having swum through hurt before of this magnitude. Life is filled with different types of situations that we have got to traverse through. I'm trying to talk to you right now and I'm not trying to be that quintessential preacher to get you hyped. I want to get you ready. <laughs> Hallelujah. Because sometimes life can draw you off course. Draw you into some doubtful waters. Hallelujah. Levels of storms that make you sit back and say, I don't know what to do. But then there's a scripture in this whole story where Paul sits down with them in the middle of a 14-day maelstrom with the winds beating the boat and the rains falling and they had to take down the sails and they're about to crash. They don't know what to do. They're just thrown with the water and they've thrown things overboard. But then Paul has the nerve to sit down and tell them, be of good cheer. Imagine that in the middle of your hell, somebody coming and telling you, be of good cheer. They were fasting to get out of this thing. And Paul says, let's stop the fast. Let's get something to eat. Let's sit down. Let's enjoy the ride because God already talked to me. God sent an angel in the night of whom I serve and whose I am. And he told me that nothing's going to happen here. That we're all going to be okay. So let's just eat right now. And let's be happy. Let's be of good cheer. In the middle of your boat. In the middle of your situation. Right here at West Angeles and watching around the world. In the middle of your storm. Be of. I don't hear anybody here. Be of good cheer. Got the doctor's report? Be of good cheer. Handling some situations? Be of good cheer. Fighting through your family? Be of good cheer. Situations of poverty? Be of good cheer. No matter what it is you're going through. Be of Be of good cheer. How can I be happy in my storm well because he's already prophesied that you've got to get to your destination no wind no rain no wave no thunder no lightning can stop you from your destination it might slow you up but it can't stop your progress there's no power in heaven or hell that can stop you from getting to where God's called you to be. Who am I talking to? There's nothing that you're going through, went through, or will have to go through that will stop you from getting to your point of purpose, to your place of prophecy. Look at somebody say, I'll get there. Oh, Shandy O'Connor, I'll get there. No matter what I gotta go through, I'll get there. Y'all don't hear me. I'll get there. If I got to go through the valley and the shadow of death, I'll get there. Because God is going to walk me through this. God is going to navigate my course. God is going to surely make sure I get to my place of prophetic purpose. Somebody holler, I'll get there.
because God had already given him a vision and he knew that he had to get to that place of vision and nothing that he's going through was going to stop him. So no matter what you're going through right now, you got to get to your place of vision. Look at your neighbor say, I'll get there, I'll get there, I'll get there. Ah! Ah! Get the 
gets into a certain tenor that we respond like Pavlov's dogs. But the proof, of the, the proof that you really received is what you do on Monday. Because in here, the winds aren't blowing. And here, the waves aren't crashing. And here, you're sheltered from the lightning. And here, the peal of the thunder is barely heard. It is easy to rejoice in here. But in a moment, you'll be walking through these doors going back into life. And when you go back into the chronological second by minute, by hour, by day, by week, by month, ordeal, and the problems seem to surmount, you've got, you've got to remember Though the storms keep raging in my life, my soul is anchored, and I will get there. Know this, that there is no storm that is going on in your life that has not been ordained by God. There's no storm that can arise that God hasn't already approved. The wind and the wave that would crash upon your boat. That there is no lightning flash, no thunder roll that God has not already known about and ordained. And as he did, as he did with the disciples after feeding the 5,000 men, he sent them into a storm. Knowing that there was a storm coming, he sent them and said, I'll meet you on the other side. I'll meet you there. Get in the boat, all 12 of you. Go. He knew there was a storm. And he went and he walked upward. Instead of to the shore to get a boat, he walked upward into the Jordanian mountains and sat there and watched the storm coming in the distance and watched them on Lake Genesaret going into the storm. And he did not move. And God did not 
move because the storm had a purpose. And as he got under, as he got into the fourth watch of the night, and the storm was battering the boat, and the heaven pitch black darkness, the moon covered by the clouds, the thunder rolling, the lightning flashing. You could not see your hand in front of your face. The waves crashing the ship, the rain coming down monsoon. The men fighting to stay afloat. The last time this happened, Jesus was on the boat. And he spoke, peace be still. This time Jesus is not on the boat, for he knows that they are prepared to handle this. If they would just follow what they learned last time. If you would just follow what you learned from your last experience. And he waits to the fourth watch of the night. And then he wraps himself up in his robe. And he walks out into the element and becomes drenched with the rain. He pushes against the wind that's blowing tornadically. And he walks down the mountain past the lake. He walks wrapped up with the wind blowing upon him, the rain pelting him. He walks down to the shore and walks from the shore onto the water. But the water doesn't cease to crest. The water and the waves don't cease to crash. But instead, he rides the crest of the wave. And when it crashes, he comes down with it, but he never loses his buoyancy. He walks in the ebon darkness, not seeing his hand in front of his face, wiping rain out of his eyes, holding on to his clothes as they blow against the wind. He's impacted by the same storm. He is impacted by the same storm. And he walks in direction of the boat. There's no lantern, there's no light. The only light they have is when the lightning flashes every millisecond. And as he gets closer to the boat, walking on the storm, he's walking on your storm. He's coming to you on your storm. disciples see an image in the flash of lightning. Flash of lightning, they see an image on the water. They've got to stand there rocking on the boat and wait for the next flash to see the images closer. The boat is still reeling. And the next flash, the image is closer and they begin to panic because they believe that they're seeing the specter of death. And Jesus, knowing their fear, he stops on the water and cuts his mouth. And he screams out, Charles, don't be afraid. It's just me. It's me on your storm. It's me in your trouble. It's me in your problem. 
Hakosim. Twelve men hear him, but only one man responds. Twelve men hear, but only one man responds. And he has the nerve, mother. Lady Blake, he's got the nerve to cry out, Master! In order to do that, he's got to scream over the noise of the wind. He's got to scream over the noise of the crashing waves. He's got to scream over the noise of the thunder. Master! Being tossed, jostled, thrown with the boat. Master! If it really is you, bid me to come. Nobody in the boat understands what's going on. My time is up. God help me. Nobody in the boat knows what's going on. This is between him and Jesus. And Jesus bouncing on the waves, drenched by the rain, puts his hands over his mouth, smiling, because faith always makes God happy. Smiling. And Jesus sends only one word. Come! Let's see what you're going to do. Come! Let's see if you'll brave the storm. Come! And when he hears the word, he grabs the end of the boat and he jumps over. And he's standing. Some say he's standing on the water. I say he's standing on the word. He dare not jump out until the word came. Hallelujah. Don't jump out the boat until the word comes. Don't leave the ship until the word comes. And when the word comes, right now, I never do this. But right now, Pastor Charles, you're standing on the word. The future is very, very I'm just saying, but the Lord is telling me, your, the future is very intense. And the weight upon your shoulder will be very heavy. No, no. And, and, and I, 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 see, I see you doing like this because of the weight. But although you bend, you don't break. You will, get, you will gain your strength and you will shoulder this. You will shoulder this. You will, you will shoulder this. In this hour, in this hour, you'll get there. In this day, 
Yes, there is concern that you have. Yes, you've seen it happen, but you've never navigated through it. You've helped, but you've never been at the helm. And now that the mantle is put upon you, God makes you a promise as I was with your father. So shall I be with you. There is another day up ahead. There is a brighter day up ahead, West Angeles. There's a brighter day up ahead, West Angeles. There's a brighter day. And God strengthen the Ashando. And God keep Morashei. And God empower the ministry for this new day. For this new Chishke, for the Asanda, for this new day. This new day. Go, great man. Go, great man. Go into your future, great man. Take us into our future, great man. By the strength of God, by the strength of the Lord, in the name of Jesus. Somebody praise God. Somebody praise God. 